0: This is College Soccer Nation, the premier podcast for Division I women's college soccer with Old Miss head coach Matt Mott, Rice head coach Brian Lee, and special guest Duke head coach Robbie Church. Give a listen, tell a friend. Now let's go to Coach Mott and Coach Lee. Welcome in to College Soccer Nation on this uh, Wednesday, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, the Wednesday before the final eight game the Wednesday during the World Cup, the Wednesday during NFL football, the Wednesday during college football. It is a crazy time. My name is Matt Mott, head coach of the Ole Miss Rebels women's soccer team. I'm joined with Brian Lee, the head coach of the Rice Owls women's soccer team, and Robbie Church, a member of the Elite Eight, head coach of the Duke Blue Devils. Congratulations, Churchy. Going to give you a little round of applause. Fantastic uh, weekend. There in Durham, getting yourself into the uh, Elite Eight and a trip
1: to beautiful Tuscaloosa. (laughs) well i think you boys know all about tuscaloosa yes we uh, do it's been a it's been a long time since uh when when i was at vanderbilt my first sec game was with against don staley oh yeah in tuscaloosa (laughs) alabama don staley was riding up and down the hill with his golf cart (laughs) doing side volley with soccer balls as he was driving the golf cart side volleying soccer balls into the crowd so uh I'm not sure Wes can top that. I'm looking forward to see if <laughs> Wes can do a side volley as he drives us uh, the golf cart up and down the uh, the hill. But uh, now we're we're very excited to be going to Tuscaloosa. What a great year they've had! They yep. had what a great team they've got, and so it's uh, going to be a tough game. But we had a great weekend, played really really well against both Texas and South Carolina.
0: Awesome. Now I will say this: a couple things. Let's just go back to this. First of all is there more of a legend of a coach that's coached at <laughs> the SEC soccer than Don Staley? <laughs> I mean, seriously, I mean, we've got, I mean, we got great coaches, right? Brian was there. I mean, uh, you know, obviously uh, Patrick, I mean, you could go on and on and on all the great coaches that have been in our league. Yes. Well, I'm not sure. Any, Alan Kirk up. I'm not sure there's any more of a legend than Don Staley. And no. I'm going to add to you the year that we were there at Auburn, he was going up and down the side of his golf cart, throwing t-shirts into the stands. Was he? Okay. So, yeah. But I will say that's the last time you were there. It's much different. Much it, beautiful it, 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 stadium they have there now. And uh, but I've never, I've never had to be there. I don't, know, I don't think you have either, Brian, during uh, the Iron Bowl in football that Saturday coming ooh. up in Auburn and Alabama. So probably a little crazy down there, Churchy. Right It's going to be for you on uh, on a Friday <laughs> night before yes. the Iron Bowl. You're going to see a big crowd, I would think.
1: I'm sure we're going to see a huge crowd we've been you know we've been a couple places Florida State a couple times we've been down there on a Friday night and they've had a big big football game with their big stadium and it's always nuts but uh you know I I think it's going to be a great soccer atmosphere it's going to be a great elite eight atmosphere down there looking on tape and seeing their stadium it looks really beautiful it looks like they've done such a nice job but but somewhere, somewhere I will see the ghost of Don Staley driving the co- driving the car <laughs> and doing side volleys of soccer balls. And uh, Billy Lassane was with me, and I was like, and we were in warm-ups, and I was like, Billy, and they had the big speaker right by your bench. I don't know if you oh, remember yeah. no, when they had the big favorite. speaker no. all, all the way up, and I'm screaming, I'm screaming as loud as I can at Billy and, and Billy comes running over there, only like Billy could do, as fast as he could, and I'm like, look in the crowd look at Todd Staley <laughs> in the golf court side volley and soccer balls into the crowd so yeah, Wes I hope it Wes if you're listening you have to top that so yeah exactly exactly. is it
2: urban legend or not that he helicoptered in the first game ball? oh yes orange beach
0: orange <laughs> beach on a helicopter in one of the spring games he <laughs> the helicopter absolutely did bring in the game ball uh Brian welcome to the show how are you doing pretty <laughs> uh, well, well. Good, good. Well, we've got some things we want to get into. We're going to let Robbie go. Robbie, obviously, Brian has preparation to do for a game. You and I have got nothing but time. So um, (laughs) we can finally take a break from the portal. Uh, But anyway, uh, um, let's get into a couple things here real quick. Uh, World Cup is off and running. We had the big um, USA performance on Monday. Let's get your initial thoughts on that game, Brian. Well, it's not just that game. It's the first few games. Mm-hmm. You know, when you
2: come out of college, women's soccer season, talent means so much. And there's su- such a separation between tiers of teams, right? So you can forget that we coach a game where coaching really matters. And early on in the World Cup, you saw it with Saudi Arabia and the high line against Argentina that they couldn't solve. Thought that was a masterclass. And, and the whole story of the USA-Wales game was the halftime adjustment from... Wales to bring on the striker Kiefer and we just went about our business and after a great first half that was glorious we're all singing the praises we're going to qualify for the knockout rounds we're home free look how good we look probably off <laughs> one nil but man you can't play any better and that second half oh my god it was like we had no idea they might change and we had no answers It it, it was brutal I hated it
0: yeah, Church, you want to add in? I've got a, a couple of opinions, too, but you can certainly add in anything you think. Yeah.
1: You know, I, I only saw the first half, and then we had to oh. run.
0: <laughs> <laughs> good like to I you. Was
1: so excited. Yeah. I was so excited the first half, Brian. I was like you. I was so excited. I have never seen us play better. I thought yeah. we, were, I thought we were so good. And, uh, and I was so excited to go. And then, then we, uh, had a couple of meetings. We had to jump in find out about all kinds of things with travel. And then I come back and I'm looking at, you know, the last two or three minutes of the game, like what in the world happened here? Well, how did, how did things change? How did things change? But I had heard exactly what you said, some of the changes that came on too. So hopefully we can put a full 90 minutes together, uh, tomorrow. We're going to, or Friday, sorry. Yeah. On Friday. Hopefully we'll put a full 90 minutes together.
0: Yeah, my opinion is this. Um, you're watching the first half, right? And Wales <laughs> isn't crossing midfield with the ball, and they're sitting in and they're absorbing everything. And I'm just thinking to myself, this team, this Wales team, has too good of players to be this stagnant in what no, they stagnant, this uh, deliberate in how little energy they're putting forward to defend um in deep spaces and so on and so forth to the point where I'm like something's got to change here at halftime because there are too many good players and sure enough they come out and make the change and you know everybody you talk to a read after say he was only going to play a half and they just completely changed um and we didn't and we couldn't handle it they they knocked Polisic all over the place which is a good tactic and uh and we had no answer and we just looked terrible in the second half and there was no way, if you look at our current form, there was no way that Wales wasn't going to get a few chances. But to hand them the one through Zimmerman was just painful from a, you know, obviously a world-class striker in his, you know, last years, but he's still the class, probably out of the field, right? Like, has anybody got a better resume than than Bale out on that in that game? So disappointing, disappointing, certainly. Coaching, like you said, has a lot to do with it and, and Wales made really good adjustments and I'm not sure we did.
2: What's well, the problem where our starting 11 is fantastic and we could have brought Aronson and Reyna off the bench. Right. And we did bring Aronson off the bench. Yeah. And somehow Gio Reina, who claimed he's 100% fit and was ready to go, we made however many subs you can make bringing on the MLS All-Stars instead of a guy who's a proven player in Europe and could have just slotted in in a like for like if you throw on Aronson and Reyna and we've been dominating them in midfield yeah. Our midfield three, that first half was fantastic. Good. We look so good. We're so just running the game and you got two guys you can bring on to continue running the game and maybe yeah. you got to shift shape a little bit. We didn't deal with the Kiefer and Bale moving underneath and they exploited probably the weakest line of our team. You know, the center backs a little bit in question and, it's just brutal, brutal, brutal to watch us not be able to change systems and leave off. You know, an arguably, certainly high-level player in
0: Reina, if not a borderline world-class player and in Reina. Ar- Aris is really good. I hope he gets more minutes. He 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 really is a difference maker. Um, but anyway, all right, we need to keep moving. I know, Robbie, we got to get rid of him here in a minute. Um, all right, so real quick, uh, it's been exciting. Obviously, Germany losing today was crazy. Uh, but let's go ahead and, uh, while it's still early in the tournament, let's the three of us pick a winner and pick a dark horse, okay? And and maybe we'll, if our if our dark horse doesn't make it out of the group stage, maybe we'll pick another one. But um, I'm going first because I've been on the podcast the longest. And uh, I'm getting the first picked, and we're going by age of podcast membership. Um, so I'm going with Brazil. <laughs> That's my favorite. And I'll pick last of the dark horses. How about that? So Brian, you get second pick of favorites. Robbie, you can go second, but I'd like to address this. This is typical
2: Matt Mott. His his little home bar is called Front Runners. He supports Man United and the Yankees. It's fun, but I'm going to take Brazil. I'll go first,
0: and I'll take a huge favor. Hold on, I have a Brazilian international player that played for me. I obviously. Oh my
1: god! Oh my god! Oh my god!
0: Uh, She's still playing for the women. I mean, why wouldn't I? Uh, Oh my god! So
1: so there was no chance we would get in Brazil. You knew that, Brian. you, You knew there was that for the beginning. There was absolutely no chance with it too. So, you know what? My dark horse and my favorite may be the may be the same over here a little bit. They're they're not. I have two, but Spain is gonna it's gonna be my favorite. Again, uh, what obviously- a what a choice.
0: What a choice. They're up four and uh, no, right? no, no,
1: no, no. But they've got they've got a tough group. They've still got a tough group. They gotta play my dark horse team later. We'll talk about that. Okay. But uh, my Barcelona players are all over Spain, so I got I, I gotta stay I, there. I do like Spain, Robbie.
2: You know, the whole like they don't have a number nine. That seems to yep. be sorted out. Okay. To start with today, didn't it? Yeah, yeah first example. Not yep. bad. They're up for nothing. No. The uh all right, this was not my pre-tournament. This is me going over heights on watching one game. Southgate, the captain of culture oh, in God. the world, watching England. Oh. I, I did not like them coming in as a as a World Cup favorite, but the last three major tournaments they've done fantastic. And here, here's why I like them, Matt. You love culture. So obviously, they have all these good front runners and they yeah. go like for like and halfway through that game, sub three of them. If um, your last guy on your roster is going to come on on the wing and pull one back for a sitter for a Grealish, was it Caleb Wilson maybe is his name? He was one yeah, of the last yeah. guys. That's probably going to be his only World Cup appearance. If your culture is so good, he pulls that back for a sitter instead of trying to score himself in his 12 minutes he's got a chance on in the World Cup, I love your chances. Where on the flip... My earlier favorite was Argentina. Mm. And late in that game, Messi had a far post header. He could have pulled back. Alvarez had a far post header. He didn't pull back where they'd have had sitters and equalizers.
0: So I'm going to England. I'm back on the train, home country, off we go. So again, as I say, England for me is like the Dallas Cowboys. I am a Washington commander fan and I hate the Cowboys. And I enjoy watching the Cowboys lose. Then I enjoy watching the commanders win. And that's how I feel about England. So that's great that it's your pick, because I can't wait to watch him go out in flames, as they always do. (laughs) Harry Maguire is still your center back. You have zero chance in the world. There are two Harry Maguires, if you want
2: to address it. There's the Man United Harry Maguire. Terrible, (laughs) should be dropped yesterday. And there's
0: England Harry Maguire. If you're a United fan, how can you even watch England play? (laughs) It's painful. It'd be so good for England. All right, Dark Horses. Uh, Brian, you get the first choice. All right, I'm going to go Uruguay with
2: uh you know that that little cavani is getting up there in age suarez is getting up there in age but nunez liverpool strikers on pretty good form they're they're most likely to see two reds and go out in flames or reach the semis maybe win the world cup they got every variable they do i don't disagree. that's a good
1: pick all right churchy my door course gonna be japan okay and that was mine that was sorry, unfortunate. Um, you shouldn't have given me first ahead of you. Yeah, should it is going to be Japan at the great win. But you know, Japan's still got to play Spain. What a what a, a group that they uh, that they're in too. So we'll we'll see what happens in the next one. But Japan's mine. All right. So clearly, you know, because they lost today, my dark horse
0: is going to be Germany. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's a dark horse. So they're already down down a win, right? Just oh. lost three points. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, uh, Mac uh, could uh, come uh, up uh, with like uh, the five-time uh, champions or I'm, whatever they are. I'm as changing, a dark horse. I'm changing my dark horse. I got two, but I can't pick the I'm you know what you know what my dark horse is, Brian? USA, baby. Let's go. The Americans. The Americans. Let's go. USA. USA. now I was gonna go. Can I pick Denmark? Are they too good to be a dark horse? You good with that? No, I'm good with that. All right. I'll go with Denmark. All right, let's keep moving. Um, so a couple of things we want to get into. And again, I know Churchy, this is going to be your last topic. We'll let you go. Yep. So it's very interesting um, as we look at our elite eight, right? We're very excited about our elite eight. We will get into the games, uh, Brian, in a minute, but I decided to go and look at, Hey, let's see. Let's look at some of the other sports and look at their elite eights. Right. So I pulled up the last Elite Eight in volleyball, softball, and women's basketball to see is is there some correlation between do they have you know are they, so for my point my point I'm trying to make is we have a pretty core group of teams that get in that Elite Eight pretty often right we've done Duke North Carolina Virginia UCLA um, you know Notre Dame maybe not recently but in the past certainly has. And then you have Arkansas is now in their second year in a row. Bama's first, the first time. And like I said, Notre Dame has been in for the first time. And in, 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 might, might, excuse me, might've made it last year. But so when we look at, let's just go to the women's basketball. Okay. So women's basketball final four, um, or sorry, elite eight. Uh, last year was, oh, I just clicked off of it. Hold on. Here we go. Uh, was South Carolina won the national championship. They played UConn in the final. Uh, But their Elite Eight was South Carolina, Stanford, um, Louisville, NC State, UConn. I think that's it, right? Does that make sense? So, no, sorry, Louisville, Michigan, UConn, NC State, and then it was South Carolina, Creighton, Stanford, Texas was their lead eight, okay? So, I don't know. South Carolina, UConn, seems like they're there, and Stanford are there all the time. All the time. Any, anything correlated, anything correlating, Louisville's done well lately too. Anything correlating with their schools and women's basketball other than, you know, Gino does an unbelievable job, Don Staley does an unbelievable job. Um, Commitment.
1: I can't, Taylor Vandelier at Stanford's unbelievable. What do you think? Commitment. Commitments from the universities, commitments to hire coaches, to give, to fund these sports, to make decisions. You know, I think a lot of universities they make decisions. What are we going to push? Obviously, we cover as much as we can across the board, but there are a few sports that we want to make a commitment in that sport, and we're going to commit to the sport. You know, financially, we're going to commit to the sport, sport in 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 all directions. So I think it's it's these universities have made women's basketball. It's a priority. Women's softball. It's a priority. Women's soccer, it's going to be a priority because of conferences that they play in, regions that they play in. I think all of those are a factor. Hmm. Brian, thoughts on women's basketball?
0: Well, is that, I think it's a great point, Robbie, by the way. I think it's a great point. Yeah, me
2: too. Number one is UConn um, is Portland Circuit Clive Charles is that really gonna continue once Gino's done? That's like a singular guy has created or a singular coach has created that program. And obviously the the school supports it to a great level, but once he's gone, we'll see. You know, it's a little like women's soccer. Once Jerry's gone from Santa Clara, we'll see, you know, if they're gonna yeah. continue that kind of support. And I would echo Robbie. I mean, I think he's spot on. Women's basketball is really expensive if you want it to be a priority women's sport. And the guy at Louisville, I think, is a million-dollar coach. And when LSU took Mulkey from Baylor, that was a really expensive move. And Don Staley's making a ton of money. So
0: the commitment of university, I think, is really the key. So let me ask you this. Will will uh, North Carolina continue to be North Carolina when Anson retires? It's kind of a tweener, isn't it? Because it's not quite a Portland or a Santa Clara, and it's not really a Yukon. It's a power university, but I mean, he's been well. It's, it's got a
2: national brand, you know. Mm-hmm. In our in our sport, academics mean so much, and it's a, it's a quality state academic education. Um, but if they go to the SEC, I mean, we'll see with the the couple of SEC teams in our elite eight is interesting to me. You put a Carolina in the SEC, are they going to flip that money and really support, um, you know, a soccer program to a you, you know a higher level post anson that they would need to financially in 10 years in that league.
0: Yeah. All right. Um, Women's volleyball, Louisville, Pittsburgh, Georgia tech, Purdue, um, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Nebraska, Texas, Nebraska has been traditionally a powerhouse. Texas is a powerhouse. I mean, but you look at that. I mean, that is Big Ten Central, right? Nebraska, Minnesota, Wisconsin, um, Ohio. Oh no, not Ohio State. Louis. Uh, no, not Louisville either. Pittsburgh or Purdue's another one. So four of their four of their eight were Big Ten teams. Louisville, Georgia Tech, Pittsburgh. Any? I mean, anything. I mean, obviously Nebraska is the same kind of thing. They're a powerhouse, right? Fill the stadium, fill the arena. Is that because of the coach? Is that because of volleyball in Nebraska? You know, Wisconsin, Minnesota, obviously, volleyball in the Big Ten country is huge. Well, while we still got Robbie, yeah. you
2: know, there's no ACC teams on that list, right? No. Yeah, traditionally, probably one of the weakest ACC sure. from a national perspective. Why is that, Robbie? What do you think?
1: I don't know. Uh, I just don't think there's been just a, a big push. You know, to 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 volleyball in this area. I don't think that region is a great volleyball region. You know, again, I'm speaking not with a lot of knowledge there. You know, too. But I think it's interesting if you go back to those teams. Those are Big Ten teams, but those aren't like big athletic departments. You know, if you look at those schools, they're not like big football schools. They're not winning every basketball schools. They're not big basketball schools. They've yep. got their niche, you know, they've got their niche and they've they found that this is a this is a sport that they can excel in and they can get national attention to. So I think it goes back to commitments there, too. But I think compared to the list before in basketball, that they were big athletic departments. Yeah. These, these are not unbelievable big athletic departments. Yeah, Yeah. Georgia
0: Tech. Georgia Tech is the was it was his lead of the ACC. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. and they come from the the Atlanta, obviously the Atlanta area. Yeah, you know, probably a a very good volleyball area too. All right, last one, and then Churchy, I'll let you
0: out right after this, I promise. All right, softball: Um, Oklahoma, UCLA, Northwestern, Florida, Oklahoma State, Oregon State, Arizona, Texas—all Power Five schools. First of all, very interesting. And yep. second of all, I mean, Oklahoma has been a powerhouse now for a while, and so is Texas. Um, those poor softball teams in the SEC, by the way, as those two are joining the league now. Uh, but any thoughts, Churchy, on that, on that group? I mean, you've got Pac-12, you've got Big E, uh Big Ten, you've got the SEC, and you got the Big Twelve in that in that group. Yeah. And, I think
1: according to the ACC, speaking of the ACC, it's very similar. It's yeah. very similar to volleyball. It's, you know, I think it's an up and coming league Florida state's obviously been very good yep. in, in, in softball, uh, um, you know, in the past, and they have won a national champion. They have won a national two. championship. Yeah. I think two two years yeah. ago, um, actually our program, who's only six years old has done unbelievable too. In the six years that Marissa has done a, a, a great job with it too. And I think the ACC is definitely an up and coming league. There's a dark horse. If we were looking for the dark horse inside, softball is the ACC. But, but I think again, it's, it's a schools that aren't a, a huge, huge, huge athletic departments, but they do have their niches and they're supporting. And, and I think tradition just, it's like Carolina, if you win and you continue to win, they go- You're going to be supported not only within your university, but outside your university, your alumni, your alumni, they're going to want you to continue to win. And they want that sport to be, to be, you know, excellence. And stuff. So, well, right. it's,
0: it's, it's, I'm gonna, am gonna let you go now, church. But I'm gonna just say a couple things. One, you, you got in somebody who was an unbelievable great coach, your softball coach. So, you got that in. So, your streak's still alive. Like the streak when we used to talk about, talking about Sanford in every, every episode, you got to, somebody's a great coach. You got that in. But okay. the other interesting thing is, all three of these elite eights have Texas in. Yep. except soccer because you knocked him out. So good job knocking out Texas. Hey, listen, we're cheering for Thank you, buddy. You. Good luck. Brian and I is going to continue the conversation. Uh, we'll get back with you next week when uh, hopefully you're getting ready to go to the final four. That we'll would be see. awesome.
1: We'll see. Thank you guys. All right, guys. Happy, good luck. Happy, happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Yes. Happy Thanksgiving. See you Robbie. Good luck. Thank you. All right, Brian thoughts on
2: softball. Well, it's, it's a fascinating, uh, massive difference from the you know the soccer elite Eight. Yeah. a lot of private schools a lot of high academics in the soccer side we kind of mirrored the tennises and even you know some of the dominant golf programs maybe um you know but we're also a very expensive youth sport to play and yeah. we're getting more diverse but we're not that far off a very um upper socioeconomic look to us uh, where softball hasn't really, you know, had that in the past. And the, all of those schools make sense to me. And the most interesting point you've made is about Texas, isn't it? The one that keeps popping up. And to Robbie's point, it takes money. Money can really get you in the mix in an Olympic sport or a women's sport. If if you're one of the first schools to put a lot behind it, they think Baylor women's basketball. Um And, you know, obviously UConn women's basketball, but you're one of the first teams to put money behind it. You can really establish a a reputation and a winning tradition. And there's only one school that keeps popping up because they got enough money to compete at everything, isn't it?
0: Well, I think again, it's it's a great point from Robbie. And I'll just use this, like when I was at Auburn, the swimming program was the best in the country, in both men's and women's. They won, I think the men won like six NCAA titles while I was there and the women won three or four. And Auburn just decided to fund swimming more than everybody else, and they won national championship, and they had the right coach, and so on and so forth. But it is interesting how much that how much that actually has uh, what well, how much of that part of that it, it the 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 budget part for sure. Okay, part's huge. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's get into uh, Coach Lee. Let's look at the NCAA women's soccer bracket, shall we? um and i think we need to you know we have time let's go ahead and and go through the 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 different um you know the eight sites and talk about anything interesting that maybe we want to talk about that came out of those games i think you and i both watched a number of these games and uh, and stayed up with it and and, um it was great it was great weekend of of watching obviously we both would have liked to been playing um but um you know that's just not the deal every year so anyway um all right. So, sorry, I'm just clicking around here, trying to make sure I get the right thing up. Okay. Um, get rid of this. So let's start out in the, the number one bracket, Florida State. I don't know if there's a lot of intrigue here, kind of cruise through pretty easily, beat beat um, LSU 4-1, to then took care of Pittsburgh 3 nothing. Pittsburgh-Georgetown was a good game, two good teams, but – just probably not. That's probably where they belong in in the Sweet 16, not quite elite eight level. And um, so they had a very tight match, and and uh, Pittsburgh won, and then and then pretty much got smoked by Florida State on Sunday. Uh, Florida State looks pretty good, Brian. They look like they're peaking at the right time again.
2: Yeah, they, they haven't forgot the lessons from Kakorian, and you know that's a really good coaching hire for that team to bring in an experienced guy like Pensky, and probably of the elite eight teams. Yeah, they're the only one that didn't have a total gimme in the first round. LSU's no slouch. Mm-hmm. And then you know to have to go through Georgetown and Pitt. You that's the big east double champion in Georgetown, team that's been to multiple final fours, and Pitt had a great season. Um, so they haven't had the easiest run of it, but they've made it look pretty easy. You gotta like Florida State's chances moving forward.
0: Yeah, and Pittsburgh, um Pittsburgh is is here to stay, if you want in my opinion. He's doing a great job outside of him leaving for another job, um, they're probably going to be start to be a, a top 25 program year. in yeah, I'll be, I mean, he's just too good of a coach to not be. Well, I think it's a great
2: example since we talked about it earlier, Pitt is winning at almost every women's sport mm-hmm. right now and plenty of the men's sports. All it is, is they have a great AD. Mm-hmm. Um, who's maybe in her fifth, sixth, seventh year. It has really made an impact with coaching hires and his support in the programs and, is giving Randy what he needs to succeed. And, and obviously, right from the get-go, you hired one of the legendary coaches yep. in college soccer. Of course,
0: they're going to do well when you combine those things. Okay, let's go down the one that they play, the Arkansas bracket. They're in Fayetteville. I was very uh, tuned into this, obviously, me and the SEC fan that I am, as you like to call it. <laughs> oh, some of us call it Homer, but <laughs> you can call it fan. Uh, but uh, Arkansas – uh, well, really, all of the t- teams here, obviously, pretty close with, but Arkansas really dismantles Ohio State in an ugly butt kicking of a game. It's five one. Ohio State gets one late to make it five two. Game was really never in doubt. I- I- actually, Ohio State played scored first, and then Arkansas ran off five quick ones. <laughs> Not yeah. quick, but well, five, and the, to finish five two. Um, and then really, the other game. Memphis just kind of, you know, Mississippi State been banged up, um, uh, you know, losing some players. And I thought Memphis was playing really well at the, the perfect time. And they showed it, right? They just uh, 4-0 against Mississippi State. So two really lopsided games into what I would say was the game of the Sweet 16 in the uh, 3-3 game uh, that went into penalties and in Arkansas advanced on penalties. But what a game that Arkansas – Memphis game was on a very, very cold Sunday night thoughts on that region.
2: Yeah, a super interesting reason uh, region. And, uh, you know, I think, uh, peaking at the right time, Memphis, it's all about peaking, you yep. know, when you're talking about advancement in the NCAAs and, you know, to make the round of 16 great achievement for them, you know, it's interesting Arkansas don't poke the bear Ohio state scored early, maybe the worst thing they could have done <laughs> in that game. Um, and, you know, Arkansas found their way through and, you know, Memphis had the late equalizer and Arkansas showed the good character and it's getting an advantage. If you have a good season to playing at home, you know, right. the higher your seed, the better chance of playing at home. And that probably made the difference in that game. Um, but how tested has Arkansas been? We'll see moving
0: forward, you know, with the FSU game. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought I'd go through all of them. Then we'll go back through the elite eight. Okay. 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 All right. Um, down in the bottom uh, the bracket, uh, North Carolina region, uh, some really good teams here. In North Carolina, you know, made pretty easy work or light work of Georgia. Uh, Georgia got one, I think, late there. It was 3 0 to go 3 1. But another great year for, for Georgia and Kadani. Uh, coming in, taking over a program, getting to your second round is an excellent job. And again, I think, uh, they're going nowhere but up. Um, and, and Georgia is going to be around here. Um, uh, making this tournament year after year for sure. So, congratulations to them, but again, North Carolina class of the the game there and then BYU Stanford really one of the another one of the better games went to penalties um with BYU advancing in a game that Stanford really controlled the majority of the game. You look at the stats after pretty dominant actually. So, um but BYU goes through in penalties. And when that game started, I don't think anybody thought it'd be 1-1. I thought the goals were going to be plentiful. But um but 1-1, one, one. and then uh, North Carolina, BYU, um, BYU, big fight, very good team, but North Carolina, just too much for them. Thoughts on that group? Well, number one,
2: I thought BYU had North Carolina's attention where Georgia didn't. Um, yeah. I thought, again, in the Georgia game, I really thought North Carolina was just kind of going through the motions. I thought Georgia showed pretty well for, mm-hmm. you know, the histories of the two programs, uh, gave themselves a, a fighting chance, uh and then the, the BYU Stanford game I thought that was one of the games of the tournament yep. super entertaining Stanford definitely the better team you know it's really fair to say 13 14 corners something like that unlucky on a late chance to get the winner um but that that's the rub of the green sometimes as sport we coach and BYU advanced
0: didn't they yeah rub of the green like it yeah. all right let's keep going down now that fill, fills into them which is uh you know I, I you know i know you like don't like, want wah. that's kind of what i feel like about this bracket michigan state tcu in a snowstorm that was the interesting part it was absolute miserable weather the girls from texas ladies from texas um outlasted the the michigan state who had another great season for them but tcu goes on 1-0 and then an absolute dominating performance for notre dame uh just you know, killing Santa Clara for lack of better terms. And Santa Clara has been on a two-year unbelievable run, Um, you know, and that is a fantastic coaching job. Jerry's just one of the best we've ever had. And, but Notre Dame was way too good for him, 4-0. And that one Let's set up a Notre Dame TCU game. Again, Notre Dame, just the class of the bracket and uh, and kind of made light work at TCU. I think Notre Dame has the best player in the tournament left, I think, certainly, arguably. And Albert... Um, but um, Notre Dame goes through in a very cold, windy, and snowy weekend in South Bend. Have we looked at what the temp- what the weather is in South Bend for this weekend uh it's worse than snow. It's forty
2: and freezing rain. oh boy, anything worse than playing in snow
0: Yeah, um, yeah, no doubt know. thoughts and on this
2: bracket you know Michigan state was probably another. You know, Big Ten team that disappointed a little, obviously unbelievable season, but, yep. you know, to be the Big Ten champs and, and you know, for the league not to put a team in the Elite Eight, that, that league RPI is going to be really high, two or three, I'm going to guess, right yep. with the SEC. Yeah. Um, and it's a, it was a disappointing postseason for that league, for sure. Uh, impressive of TCU, what is that, three or four Sweet 16 yep. in a row and the Elite Eights mixed in there. Eric and Higgy have really developed a fantastic year to year program. Players turned over, they had massive losses in yep. you know, grad transfers and to get that far again, kudos to them and Notre Dame certainly the class of the region and and sets up a really intriguing quarterfinal.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's go up to uh to Bama. Bama uh beats Portland 2-1. I think um you know, really was in control of the game but Portland's a good team, and it's nice to see them back in in the NCAA tournament, winning games, and uh, and and I think Michelle French has done a fantastic job there. But Bam a little too much for them, and then down in one of the more interesting, one of the few non-seeded uh, games in the second round, Brown versus UC Irvine ends up in penalties, and UC Irvine and the magical year continues into the Sweet Sixteen. Congratulations to them. They play Alabama in the in the Sweet 16 game and Bama 3-1. Uh, 2-1 late, got a penalty to make it 3-1. Good game, but Bama, again, kind of the class of the bracket and showed all the way through to get themselves into the lead eight. Yeah, the Irvine
2: goalkeeper, probably the player of, yeah. of that region. Yep. Almost inarguably. Brown's an excellent team, plenty of chances, but, you know, you got to beat the goalkeeper in the end. Yeah. And goalkeepers are a big factor in our game. And Alabama – Yeah, I mean, to be fair, they're probably in for their first test of the tournament in the round of eight, which is you you don't get a tournament run like that very often where the first elite team you're going to see is in the elite eight.
0: Yeah. All right. Let's keep moving. Duke's bracket. We've talked obviously a lot about Robbie making it through, but South Carolina, Harvard, really interesting. South Carolina's up three, nothing at Harvard, three, nothing at halftime. Harvard gets too late, but probably way too late uh, to make it three score line three two, closer than maybe the game was. Um, and then Duke beats Texas in a good game one zero. Not a lot of chances. Very um, uh, what's the word I want to use? Very cagey game. Good Texas, work. Duke, thank you. And then South Carolina Duke, um, Duke just too much, too 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 good, too much class. Um, up 2-0 late. Uh, in the game, and uh, and South Carolina gets one, I think, in the 88th minute, maybe. Duke yep. sees it out, and Duke to the lead eight. Thoughts on that group?
2: Well, actually, watch those games in person. Oh, that's so, right, yeah. Yes, fascinating region. Harvard, a really, really talented team, and South Carolina, I thought, looked so good in that game from a coaching organization standpoint. Had to be super frustrating for Harvard. Um, I, I, I think the stat on it was – South Carolina was in Harvard's box eight times scored three and certainly had two or three other corners off the eight times they were in the box and it it just fascinating they just do it again and again and again don't they um and so a fair enough result though in the end and I thought South Carolina could put a scare into into Duke um coming off that Texas game I I thought Duke looked very good and Scoreline a little unfair to Duke, and then I thought Carolina could keep it tight late, but a little too much. Michelle Cooper, a little too much talent everywhere. Um, and eventually it, Duke found a goal in in a really dominant performance, uh, for, for really both the games
0: by Duke. Yeah, uh, let's talk about South Carolina just for a second. I mean, it's really impressive what Jamie and Shelly have done year after year. After year, kind of, kind of, when they, when they made the push and got to that final four, and and uh, in that time frame, which was now going back, I think that was the year Kadani won it. I can't remember the year. I, I don't know the years, but I know in the last ten plus years, they have been to the top of the SEC, and they've been first, second, third. I don't think they've been lower than fourth, and just gets their team ready and play a certain style that everybody understands. And they do it so well, and they're tough to break down. And, you know, we we joke about 1-0 when it's over. And a lot of times it is with them. And to be able to do it with different sets of players is is really impressive. I mean, they, they you know, they made the Elite Eight last year and lost to BYU, I think, um, you know, getting into this game again this year, um, winning the SEC tournament. It's a really impressive job by those two for sure. Oh, and and the number of
2: kids who are nondescript recruits who go in there, and come out four years later as you know, draft picks or yeah. future pros is really, really high. Um, even watching, I mean, it's Harvard, and the Ivy League's got limitations, but if you're doing a player draft in that Harvard-South Carolina game, yeah, eight of the first 10 are Harvard kids, yeah. maybe 10 of the first 14 are Harvard kids, and that's a perfectly fair result, incredible organization. The kids are so well coached. It's like watching a World Cup game or a men's high-level EPL game, they're they're getting corners when most teams wouldn't get you a corner. All of the little things those South Carolina teams do,
0: it's so impressive. It is. Um, All right, let's keep it moving. Um, Penn State uh, bracket. Uh, Penn State, pretty light work, West Virginia. Got on like 20 seconds in and never took the foot off the gas. West Virginia, again, on a year that looked like it was going to be a down year for Nikki, and I don't know how she analyzes it now, but a, another Big 12 championship and um, just got hit by a buzzsaw in Penn State. But, um, you know, the way they started to the way they ended, very good job, coaching job by Nikki for sure. Uh, and then, again, again, I think we argued this is probably the best bracket when you're looking at Penn State, West Virginia, and then um, Xavier in Virginia down in the bottom part of it. Virginia making uh, – Xavier in the game the whole time, 3-1 for Virginia. And then, um, again, and I mean, we talk about game of the bracket. This Virginia-Penn State game in overtime was about as good as you can get, to 3 2 to Virginia. Virginia scored late, I think a minute or two to go to, to yep. get it 2-2. And then, uh, I mean, well, Penn State scored with five minutes left maybe. And then Virginia uh, equalized with just a couple minutes left and then got one in overtime. On you know two teams that are probably elite eight level, but had to play in this round and and uh, Virginia goes through. Really impressive
2: by Virginia. The two comebacks: go down a goal against Penn State, and then go down again two one to get it back, late equalizer, and then winning overtime on the road at State College. Really impressive. Uh, you know, the earlier two games in the region were a little bit wah-wah. West Virginia, great season. What a turnaround by Nikki! Had to win four or five in a row to get here and then went in the first round. Fantastic coaching job, but that's a mismatch. And then, you know, Virginia really benefited from the Xavier upset over Tennessee. Set up, a you know, what you would call a college soccer classico. Virginia yeah. at Penn State. They play yep. a decent bit non-conference and, you know, got a feel for Penn State a little bit. They remind me you know those 30 for 30s and the marcus dupree one remember who marcus dupree yeah, was yeah, the sure. running back and yep. they, the title of it was the best that never was yeah that's what i feel about penn state the last four or five six years mm. so much talent they've been so close and mm. they just can't break through and get back to a final four and give them themselves a chance at a national championship but uh mm. kudos virginia
0: yep all right down to the bottom bracket the last bracket Northwestern, Vandy, good game, 2-1. Northwestern's up 2-0. Vanderbilt gets a penalty uh, late to get one back and, and really threatened a couple times. Uh, that was a good game, very even match teams. And then UCLA beats UCF in penalties in a game that I was watching, thinking at any point UCF could have scored and at any point UCLA could have scored. Um, but UC, UCF was, a, was way more than UCLA wanted to handle on that night, but got through in penalties, really good penalties by UCLA. I would say if they go in the penalties in the next two rounds, look out because they, their penalties were, were class. And then UCLA um, kind of looks more like they should maybe, I guess you'd say, in the final against Northwestern and wins 2-0 to set a, uh, head to the lead eight.
2: Well, for me, this region is just a referendum on, you know, the, the Power Five conferences that it may be dropped to the bottom. UCLA to be drawn to overtime by UCF isn't a great statement for the PAC 12 and they're the last team standing and Northwestern top three team in the big 10 taken to the, taken to the limit by Vanderbilt, one of the last at large teams in and, you know, kind of a, a, you know, somewhere between four and 10 in the sec probably is fair to say good statement for the sec, good statement for the
0: AAC, but some warning signs out there for the big 10 and PAC 12 long-term. Interesting. All right, here's an interesting one, Brian. I'm going to go through this. You tell me who had the roughest road. Okay, so we're just looking at number one seeds only. Mm-hmm. Four number one seats, okay? Who had the roughest? Who had the easiest? Okay, so the way it worked, and this is just the way it worked out based on the games. UCLA played Northern Arizona, UCF, Northwestern. Notre Dame played Omaha, Santa Clara, TCU. okay. Uh, Florida State played Florida Gulf Coast, LSU, Pittsburgh, Alabama played Jackson State, Portland, UC Irvine, and uh, is that all four? Of them? That's all four. That's four of them. All right. Who had the who had the who had the toughest? No, who had the easiest road first to the lead oh, All four. Road. All four number ones are in. Yeah. yeah. Alabama, very okay. fortunate with the
2: the way the draw worked out, but. Not even close, you know. Yeah, with get USC Portland and
0: USC and Rutgers both could be upset. Yeah in the first round. Um yeah, what
2: looked like on on the day the draw came out, looked like a brutal draw with yes. Rutgers and, and Southern Cal. I'd have been yep. scared to death. Yeah. It quickly turned into Portland and UC
0: Irvine. <laughs> I mean, that that group was if the seeds hold, and they did hold in the top, so Bama, Portland, um, would have been Rutgers and Southern Cal. It was a little different than yeah, a little different. Yeah. All right. Who had the toughest?
2: I don't mean it's close, Notre Dame. Yeah. You know, Santa Clara's been one of the best teams in the country the last yep. two, three years, and so has TCU. And to vanquish them both fairly comfortable fashion.
0: Yeah. Good, good sign. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. All right, here we go. Elite eight matches. Let's just get a couple opinions on these before they come. Pretty exciting. Um, first one up, I'm not sure isn't the most interesting. Florida State, Arkansas, that is at um, Saturday at four o'clock at Florida State. What do you think? Well, I I think Arkansas is
2: going to leave the friendly confines of the slanted field in Fayetteville for the first time. Um, (laughs) I think Arkansas has been a little leaky. Two goals to Ohio State, three to Memphis. Uh, I think Florida State seems to be peaking at the right time. But you know who Brian Penske doesn't want to play in the Elite Eight to go to the College Cup when you take over the national champs? Uh, Kobe Hale. Yes. And that style of play against the, it gives them a fighting chance, leaky goals or, or not. This is a uh, super interesting tactical matchup as he as gets in this round. Can they handle Kobe's pressure? Can they handle Can Florida state handle the ball getting pumped in the box so often? Um, it's going to be a very interesting game.
0: I uh, wholeheartedly agree. What I would like to have seen, honestly, I would have liked to seen last year's Arkansas team versus this year's Florida state team. Um, because I think Arkansas was better last year, but, you can't knock the way they're playing and the the fight and the energy and, um, but it is. I would say this: Brian Penske bless his heart, is probably having some sleepless nights knowing <laughs> because of anybody left. He knows what's coming. He yeah. knows what's coming. He know he knows what it looks like. He knows he's played against it. You know for how many years he's at Tennessee, um, and he knows that at any point Arkansas can score. Um, and there's not a lot you can do about it, but he's also this is what I this is what I would say to you, Brian. Like it reminds me, honest to God, it reminds me of the Final Four a few years ago when when North Carolina played Stanford. And North Carolina's pressure, Stanford was the best possession team in the country, not even close. They had Macario, they had all, all of the great players, and Germa and and I mean you name it, it who's who, all all these guys that are in the NWC now. And Carolina came in with one of Carolina's probably weaker teams. They played in the final, and Stanford couldn't handle the pressure of North Carolina. That's the one that went to penalties, yeah. and Stanford ended up winning. The, I see that in this game. I, I see that Arkansas's pressure is going to be really an issue for Florida State. Now, Florida State's class, Florida State's beaten just about everybody they've played all year. Um, you got to pick them as the as the favorite in the game at home they've done it so many times this team is veteran and sophisticated but it's going to be a great game i will be dialed in on the on the big screen watching that game at four o'clock because i i think it's gonna be fascinating but um it will be great all right let's keep it moving wow we go in prediction time are you predict- oh, prediction Give us hey, a uh, prediction i i don't know three one three two florida state if I had to put it, put a gun to my head, I go three-two Florida State. Well, Arkansas's got got
2: to get goals if they're going to stay in the game or win the game, right? If you yeah. gave up three to Memphis and two to Ohio State, yeah, you got to be thinking you got to put up three or four to win this game. I, I would love to see an early goal from Arkansas to see how everybody reacts yeah. and yeah, and what happens from there. But I, you know, I agree. I think three-one,
0: four-one Florida State in the end. So Florida State LSU, right? LSU scored first? They did. And they threw four quick ones on them. All right. Uh we'll go across the cross the uh across the bracket to um uh Alabama and Duke. Yeah, what you got? One, two. Um I think similar styles. I think um it's time for Duke. I think that Duke is lost and leaded the last two times. Alabama hasn't gotten to this level. I Listen, I, I like both those coaches a lot. I think both of them are friends. I hope the best for both. But I think too much Michelle Cooper. I don't think Alabama has seen a player like Michelle Cooper um, maybe this season, maybe some of, the, some of the BYU guys, but there's not a forward like that in our league. Um, I think that Duke's class, comes through but Alabama Alabama pack house you know it's like brian the night game before you know a big football game that place is going to be crazy and those players will feed off of that and you know churchy is not afraid to be a little defensive minded <laughs> um so i think the game will be close um but in the end you could see a 1-0 duke win 2-1 i i it's hard for me to believe alabama won't score but uh, I I as much I'm sorry, Wes, but I gotta take I gotta take Duke on this one. Two one, Duke. But Duke's had some
2: historical horror horror stories traveling to the SEC. Back in the day they went to Baton Rouge, 120 degree day, didn't go well. They went to Arkansas a couple years ago, didn't go well, and now they're going to
0: Tuscaloosa which the is night before the iron bowl <laughs> don't forget that part it's i mean a, they get up 5 people there i'm not kidding Now they if, might if they do the right job if they do a right job there'll be all kinds of people there looking for something to do oh my god alabama's in the lead eight in soccer i'm going i'm telling I mean, you i think
2: it's going to be a packed house it's going to be a, <laughs> it's going to be an, a fascinating environment to watch and yes this is to do kids reactions and you know, much like UC Irvine, Portland, and Brown, who had to go to Tuscaloosa last week, they, these kids, they don't see much of this in their day-to-day life at Duke as they drive in and get around this college <laughs> town in Alabama. Uh, it's it's out there a little bit. So, But I agree. You know, don't forget, this in Alabama team, credit to Wes, they lost 10 games last year. Yeah. 10! And yeah. it's basically the same roster with a couple of tweaks.
0: Yeah. You know, yep. maybe
2: one big impact freshman and a bunch of kids who've gotten better. So, and but yeah, I agree with you. Too much Michelle Cooper, and it's really hard when you haven't seen a team as good as Duke. And when's the last time they saw a team as good as Duke? No yep. offense to the SEC, yep. but you know they kind of cruise through South Carolina, who's one of the top SEC teams. Certainly was peaking late season. So I see the same, but it's, I think it's going to be a close game, two-one
0: Duke. Yep. All right. Um, Down to the bottom. You, uh, sorry, Virginia, UCLA. Ooh, that is a tasty nugget. That is a tasty nugget out in LA. Um, I gotta tell you, Brian, I watched UCLA and I was underwhelmed is the word I'm going to use against UCF. They were, they were, did not look like UCLA against Northwestern better. Still not good enough. I don't think Virginia was excellent against a very good Penn State team. And, you know, I hate to say I'm picking my third ACC team in a row, but I'm going to do it. And uh, I'm going to take Virginia in a 2-0 kind of comfortable win, to be honest. I don't think UCLA's got enough. And I'm going to go with Virginia. Well, I think it's, you know, if UCLA approaches the games
2: the way they approached the road trip to Duke and Carolina, where they got the two wins, where they sat in a little bit, played on the counter – um you know kind of accepted those two teams are a little better and tried to win the game i think if they take that approach ucla's got a chance i think if they try and play them straight up and think you know we had a great regular season great pac-12 run and then they're going to get a little overwhelmed by that virginia front group virginia the kegel freshman they've added really gives them a new dynamic there's just too many players too much going forward if it gets opened up again a little bit now nah, i'll take virginia by a goal
0: okay Score two to one. All right. All right. And then the last one, which I think is maybe the best game of the four um, tightest game, maybe of the four North Carolina, Notre Dame at Notre Dame, where you just said the weather's going to be terrible. Um, I'll go and I'm taking Notre Dame. I think that they are flying. I think they have, again, arguably the best player left in the tournament. I think that they're loaded and they've played well all year. Um, they deserved a number one seed, and um, and I'm going to take the Fighting Irish to get back to the Final Four. I haven't been back in a long time, so I'm taking them to get back to knock off, You know what? How interesting would be? The people in Cary are dying for a Carolina Duke Final Four. Uh, people there, but I think Notre Dame upsets the party there at, in North Carolina and uh, and they take them down. You know what, Brian? What do you got? I'm going to go. Kind of feel like too much pride in North Carolina. will be tight. I think Notre Dame wins in penalties. Ooh. Ooh, take
2: the crap, shoot in penalties. Yeah. Well, I'm going to be honest. I've been on Carolina coming out of this bracket since it started.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. I'm not anymore. (laughs) Uh, Notre Dame, and this isn't just a special season from Notre Dame. They look really, really good. Right. And there's one thing worse than snow. It's rainy sleep. Uh, It's going to be miserable. And there's been a couple chinks in Carolina's yeah. um, mindset to me. Or can they really push through for 90 minutes up there? I'm going to take Notre Dame just underneath you. I'm going to take
0: Notre Dame in overtime 2-1. Okay. All right. Um. So, we all have – we both have a all-ACC Final Four. Virginia, Notre Dame, Florida. So, we all have the same team. So, we went Duke, Florida State, Virginia, Notre, Notre Dame. All right. So, the way they line up is it would be Florida State versus Notre Dame. Well, I don't know. Do we pick these now? I guess we can. and we change them again next week if we want. Let, let's do that.
2: Let's just pick a win- winner of the tournament for now. We'll yeah, wait for I, semi-final matchups next week. Yeah, you tell Dame. me who your Notre national, Dame. 2022 Notre
0: Dame. national champion is Notre Dame. Based off of what I've watched this last weekend, Notre Dame was the most impressive team. I'm going Notre Dame. I think it's
2: really – how often is the final four we stare at and you think all four teams could win? And yeah. I really think all yeah, four absolutely. teams could win. It's, absolutely. it's it, it, one of the first times I can remember – it just almost a straight toss-up. You know, Robbie is going to hate this. It harkens back to the beginning of the season. I'm going to take Michelle Cooper to be the player of the Final Four and Duke, the Duke Blue Devils. It's Church's first. Treasure. That'd be awesome. Robbie Church's first national championship. But if FSU won, would I be surprised? If Notre Dame or Carolina won the national championship? Yeah, Whoever comes UCLA. Out of, yeah, I, yeah, there, there is...
0: Hey, let me just say this. If Arkansas can get past Florida State, you don't know. And same thing, Bama. if if Bama is good enough to beat Duke, then Bama is good enough to beat Virginia. I agree with that, both of them. Right? Yeah. I mean, I think if if Arkansas is good enough to beat Florida State, then Arkansas is going to be good enough to beat Notre Dame. And I think same thing with all eight teams. Is there a team in the eight? I mean, I think you would rank them. The way we did, those were the four, but none of these games are going to be total. None of these games are going to be, to me, more than a two. The only one, Arkansas could give up a few to where it's less than a goal. But other than that, they're going to be tight as crap. Well Arkansas, I'm picking Arkansas as the best. Let me say this. I'm picking Arkansas as the best chance for an upset of the ones left. Yeah. But... They're also the team that could lose by the biggest margin, so it's a really yeah. fascinating game.
2: Well, I think this. I think um, six of the teams, you know, the five ACC teams, UCLA, we all we all are clear on their quality at this point in the tournament. I do think Arkansas and Alabama, you know, Arkansas had to beat Ohio State, but the Big Ten has not looked good, and that's a mid-level Big Ten team. So Arkansas and Alabama have had kind of fortunate draws, yeah. but they're not. Fortunate anymore if they can get through these elite these two teams they're legit if either of them get through but there's still question marks to the overall are they really Final Four quality?
0: Yeah, I I will say this though, Brian, like I agree with you. Ohio State maybe middle of the road, but it's five to two. It was five to one late. We, you know, uh, I mean that's <laughs> that's it. Another word well, for we are all aware of what I, I
2: I love the complaints. You know, we could we could do an entire podcast on Colby. And what he's done at Arkansas and the playing style and all that kind of stuff. But I love it when people complain about their style of play. The object of the game is to score goals. And what's the most exciting thing that happens in a soccer game? Score a goal. A goal. And does anybody score more goals than <laughs> Arkansas?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's you his know. mathematician brain that has figured this out statistically. It's it's impressive. There's no doubt. No. The, talking about 30 for 30. I'll bet you that'll
2: happen. Colby, <laughs> yeah. I would like to see this. I'd like to see Colby take an NWSL job. I would love it. Me too. I, I, that would be
0: awesome. It I, would be something.
2: If yeah. I was going to buy a season pass to watch an NWSL team play, it would be Colby's NWSL team. Let's see what it looks like.
0: Yeah. I mean, let's keep it real. Petrocelli's got a team. Neither one of us bought season passes. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't buy a T-shirt, though. <laughs> I got a Chicago Red Stars T-shirt. Um, all right, Brian. I think that's it, right? That's right. It's up uh, early next week. I'm headed, you know, and and for those people listening, the Final Four is Thursday, Monday. It is. Extra day. Friday, Monday. Monday, Friday, Monday. Sorry, Friday, Friday, Monday. I can't get it straight. Yeah. Friday, Monday. Yeah. So, um, yeah, super interesting. It's coming down. Carrie. I'm sure, will be ready. Hopefully the weather there will be good. Um, But, yeah, Friday, Monday. Uh, Last, last. no, we'll save that for next week. Okay, uh, anything else? This has been good. No, it's a great week for sports. We, listen,
2: this week, we're waking up to three or four World Cup games. Yep. It hits Thursday. There's college football at night. Yep. It's Saturday, Sunday, more college football, the Elite Eight, pro football on Sunday. This is as good as it gets. This is a great
0: time to be an American, Matt. A great time. <laughs> Let me say this. I'm going to echo that. And think about... You know Ole Miss. We got the Egg Bowl on Thanksgiving night. When both my kids are going, I'm not going. But my both kids are going. Two of my three kids are going. Um, Then you got you wake up like you said to the USA Um, on Friday. You've got football, great football on Friday. Cowboys are playing, hoping they're losing. Um, And then you've got uh, yeah Saturday college football. All these you got the Iron Bowl. You got Michigan, Ohio State. I mean, it is a fantastic week to be a sports fan. I agree with you. I do worry about the World Cup. The USA. This is the issue with them losing. Like, if they win, Brian, they would have won the other day. Then the excitement starts. I watched Sports Center the night. It was like the fifth story. Yeah. You know, if they win, it's probably the lead story, right? And that was with Monday Night Football. But you know, if they lose, if they get blown out by England, it's too. It's going to be too bad. And I mean, the, the thing that sucks is this comes around every four years. Not like. World Cups next year again, you know?
2: Yeah, that's why that second half is not okay. You, yeah. you know, I I told, you know, we had the little text thread going with Chris. He lives in Chicago. Yeah. That's where U.S. soccer is based. I told yeah. him we should be outside picketing. Yeah. But the this comes around once every four years. Yes. It looked that good, you know? And, and what about the, the, you know, the little political side of this? We're going to play Iran with, in all likelihood, a birth in the... Knockout stage on, on the line.
0: Yeah. yeah. On
2: goal difference, <laughs> how many goals we score. Yeah. You know, because, you know, if you're thinking us and Wales both lose to England and both can beat Iran, wow. Yeah. I mean, that really sets up. Oh, uh, it's something.
0: Uh, it's it's going to be, uh, it's going to be fascinating. I just hope the country takes hold of it if we can do something with England. You know, I don't know if Draw does it, but I, I don't know. Phil Foden coming off the bench. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, our, our uh, all right, give me a score prediction for that game, then we'll get out of here. England, English, USA, they're
2: rotating too many, you know, people. We're gonna have to, we got a couple guys on injury, and our level just dropped so much. 3 1 England,
0: is that because England plays so defensive? Southgate so defensive. You think yeah, that's only gonna I, score three? <laughs> that was the number I was thinking. I'm going 3 0 England, unfortunately, as it pains me to do. Yeah, painful. Um, all right, coach, enjoyed right. it. Um, everybody, thanks for listening. Good luck to the teams. We uh, we made all these predictions that are for sure to be wrong. So good luck to everybody uh, that's playing. We'll be watching and we'll be back next week, better than ever, to uh, break it all down and look forward to a, a week in where We will we will crown a national champion. Love nation. We appreciate your support. Darren, thanks for producing this. We are out.